This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Candidly Keisha. Keisha Knight-Polium has grown up on TV, playing characters on shows like The Cosby Show to Tyler Perry's House of Pain. They know Rudy. They know Miranda. I've been in the business literally for 36 years. Keisha's an actress, philanthropist, foodie, and now host of her own podcast. This is an opportunity for you, my friends, my fans, to get to know me, just Keisha. This is Candidly Keisha. Welcome to today's podcast of Candidly Keisha. So I have something very interesting and special in store today. So being that the name of the show is Candidly Keisha, I felt what better know what better way to really get to know who I am, you know, away from television, away from the characters I play, than to have my family on the show. So today we are going to have my three brothers. For those of you who didn't know, I am the only girl and oldest of four. So I'm just warning you ahead of time. I have no clue what's going to come out of their mouths because they are absolutely um, candidly, candid to say the least. Um, I'm going to just post that so I don't get fired from work. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So, <laughs> wait, so let me wait, guys. Let me introduce you. I'm going to introduce you. First, I have with my baby brother, Jawan Pulliam. Going on. Hey. <laughs> Joan is actually um, a rising junior. He's currently in college. He's been in Morehouse. I don't know. He's on his own uh, program. He's talking about uh, transferring to Georgia State. That's another story we'll get into for another good. day. Everything's Next, good. I have my brother, Mashan Pulliam. Yep, that is correct. The middle child son. Um, yeah, he the is the, the, um, the engineer of the family who is a graduate of Auburn University. You know, middle children are a little special. Everyone else went to an HBCU but him. War Eagle, baby. <laughs> but, so, is this weird for y'all? No. No? Mm-mm. Okay. I think, no, I mean, it's kind of weird for me because I talk a lot, but when it comes to talking, like, public speaking, I don't usually have that much to say. Get your so we're gonna see. We're here. gonna see how I do here. I give him five minutes. Yeah, I give him five minutes too. And um, later in the show, my my oldest brother. Well, I'm the oldest, but he's right under me. We're all about five years apart. My brother JP, who's also um, my manager, partner in crime, he's going to be coming. But he felt it was important for us to have cocktails while we did the show today. Very important. Very yep. important. Highly important. I'm not going to tell you what time of day it is right now, so don't oh, judge will. us. It, it is 10:10 10, 10 a.m. <laughs> in Atlanta. And I should have started drinking like one hour ago. But that's another story. <laughs> Word. The good news is that it is happy hour somewhere. You know, it's, it's happy yep. hour in London right now. Actually, I have to. I don't know. Okay. okay. Give me about anyway. 20 minutes. It's about to be happy hour in Atlanta. That's all I got to say. Oh, <laughs> okay. So let's just start yeah. with this. So, you know, I feel like it's funny because so many people, you know, grew up watching me. So they feel like they're my family or my brother or my what have you or my I've gotten it all girlfriend, you name it. So what was it like growing up with me and me being your like for real, for real actual sister? Um, I guess I'll go first. It really started in elementary school. Um, I guess that's when hormones start flaring with males because my friends would be like, so, oh, so, uh, 
I Googled your sister. Get your behind out of here. No, we're not going there. Beat your ass. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all right. I was going there. But yeah. So, I mean, it was always interesting because, I mean, I see the real quiche. I see the I'm falling off a dirt bike quiche. So when they start talking about your sister's this and that, I'd be like, oh, man, quiche. You nah. mad? You mad because they think your sister's sexy and hot? I mean, I'd rather them be like that than be like, oh my god, your sister is a grade A six. She's terrible. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Whack. Yeah, I don't know oh which my ones god. it was. I mean, I'm <laughs> saying. Cool. So I mean, I'll accept that. Okay. Sean, I don't know how it was for you. Yeah, I don't know. I think for me it was a little bit different because when I was growing up, Keish was kind of in her mode of not really in front of the cameras as much. Mm. I think she was going to school and kind of being a regular she, person. Like, I'm not right here. Oh, okay. Okay. So I, I think <laughs> Keish was, you know, in her mode of just being a regular person, a regular student uh, when I was growing up for the most part. So I would say a lot of people didn't even realize Keish was my sister until she popped up at school to drop me off or you know, come in or something like that. And they were like, you know, I've known you for a year. I didn't even know your sister was so-and-so. So I think for me, um, I kind of grew up in the shadows a little bit where people didn't necessarily know Keish was my sister at the beginning. But I think once they found out, they were like, you know, you're, y'all are all real regular. <laughs> you know, a lot of people think that we're, Man. you know, real Hollywood and real whatever you see on TV. But for the most part, we're just regular folks. And uh, I think that's what caught people off guard the most yeah. because we don't really, you know, flaunt the fact that, you know, we may be at the White House one day and we may be at Compound the next day. <laughs> or you know, I may be at a uh, blank company the next day <laughs> <laughs> building the Brave Stadium right, or something like that. Stadium. So, you know, I think we're, for the most part, it's real unique because we're real regular family. But yeah. at the same time, we do a lot of what people call celebrity stuff. Yeah, I think that's something that a lot of people don't um, don't realize or don't. You know, I've always been very private when it comes to the celebrity part of. You know, just as a celebrity, I feel most people consider me more of a private one, and that's because you know I really value it. Like one thing I always, when people ask me, I tell them that you know acting is one of the many things that I do. It's not the totality of who I am. That's not the way we were raised. Like when I came home, I was Keisha, oldest daughter of James and Denise. I had chores. I thought I didn't do what I was supposed to. You, James pulling, got, right, got your ass beat. If I'm not so. mistaken, I, was, I called Keish mom for like the first mm, you did. two and a half years of my life. Actually, it was more like almost five. I five? was mom, I was mommy Keisha. Keisha's yeah. mom still. Jesus, In case you didn't know, scream. all of us have two moms. <laughs> yeah. So um, um, Keish is mom like at all times. She's like so. mom 1.5. Yeah. You mom. know what? <laughs> See, just so you understand, like I'm the oldest and we're all about five years apart. So I'm almost 16 years older than my youngest brother. I turned so, 21 in November. Just FYI. Now you're going to tell it since you've been gallivanting around this. You're giving, you're giving yourself away. Giving you, yourself away. Hey, I don't care. <laughs> this one has been kicking it in since he was... I don't even want to go there, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> whole nother story for another day. But he's finally going to be 21. But yeah, so it's really interesting. Um, so that's why, like, I was picking up, you know, Michonne from school or, you know, Jawan was, you know, on my hip probably as much as he was on mom's when he was a baby. But, yeah. you know, that's what I love about my family. We're all so close. We all live in Atlanta and we do Sunday dinners. Like, we do the regular stuff that families do. But our Sunday dinners are usually are a little unusual. They're a little ratchet. They're a little. Shh, you can't tell all the business hey, to the hey, public. Hey. Come on, can we leave? Gotta keep it one hundred. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we really get along. We really like each other. We talk about all kind of stuff, and we've inherited the most horrible potty mouths from 
our Thank parents. Thank you, James Pulliam. James Jr. Pulliam. That's dad. father. My dad has the worst mouth you've ever heard in your life, and so you know, in school, Sean, you're still talking with the sexy voice. Come on, <laughs> man. Um, Come on. Everybody relax. <laughs> yeah, my dad. My dad will cuss you out and then tell you not to cuss. So it's it's kind of funny. My mom would do that too. Yeah, mom does it too. She'd be like, "Will you guys stop it? I mean, shit." And we're like, Ma, how are you going to punctuate it with a curse word? Like, that defeats the whole purpose of everything. Yep, so I feel bad for my niece. My niece is dang young. Shout and, out to um, Jet Li. Jet Li, yeah. Pulliam. She's getting... Shout out to my brother for naming her Jet Li. <laughs> I said, JP, I said, MVP. you want her to fight Wait. every day. Like, how do you do that? Why? Well, she's going to be the pack leader. But let's pause and just kind of acknowledge the fact that JP does live in Atlanta, yeah. and he's still, uh, what, 20 minutes late? Yeah, we can Come talk on. about that real quick. But um, more so, I have a quick question. More so than, like, how you experienced other people in terms of being my brother, what was it like? Because I feel like people always have this kind of preconceived notion of, like, who I am, how I am, and that's not how y'all know me. So what would you say, like, is something that people, okay, don't go too far left on this now, because right, cool. I know I'll y'all. All right, keep it. All right. So. But... What, what what is something that people would be surprised, I guess, to know about me, or that you know that you take for granted is just me that people don't realize? All right, I'll definitely go first because something already came. Something I got this. <laughs> um, trying to so get on the talking you to have to mic. see them, and the, so, you can see no. what was going on right now. Like the two of them were hilarious, but go ahead. Like I was saying. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is we'll be in a public place and Keisha will see a bump on my face and be like, oh, let me get that. Let me get that. And I'll be like, oh, okay, wait, people are here. And she'll be like, no, I got to get this. And then it's just kind of like one of those, yeah, this is my little brother and I do this. It's not even, it's not even trying to make you my little brother. I enjoy popping bumps. I don't know if anyone else out there completely understands this fetish. I'm not a weirdo. I'm not. But the bottom line is, who lets someone you love, how do you let someone you love walk around with a big white head on their forehead? That's just wrong. I let it live. Whatever. But anyway, so what else? I would say for the <laughs> most part, um, a lot of people don't realize that Keisha is actually low-key ratchet mm. because you I know, will, she's um, very proper. She's just very proper. That. And it's so funny because I'll be riding in the car and I'll hear Keisha on work and she's like, oh, hey, everybody, I'm Keisha Knight Pulliam and... And then the, yeah. the thing will go off, and she'll be like, yo, where's the crown at? Yeah. <laughs> hey, yo, come on, we're about to go More over here. So I think the funny part is, <laughs> you know, Keisha, she's but very But I mean, at the end of the day, there's a time and a place yeah. for everything. Um, you know, ultimately, you know, when you're a grown-up, you're allowed to have cocktails. You're allowed to have drinks. I'm legal. I think that should be the lesson of the whole podcast. There's a time and a place for everything because judged off my social media, folks don't get that at all. Yeah, Jawan's social media, we had to reel him back in because what? he wanted to. Keish will do Might as well. All Go ahead and follow me on, on Instagram. Hold on. I underscore and BLU. Oh, right, Lord. Bye. Do we Anyways. need to talk about what BLU stands for? No, we don't. Okay, go That'll ahead. be the next podcast, but I invented that, yeah. Bitches <laughs> <laughs> love us, man. BLU all day. Okay. So, you know, we see it out. There. Can, we, can we not call women that? It's not. Right, oh, so there's a whole nother... It's not oh. All right, that so type of bitches. Update, but, you know. we have an unopened bottle of Belvedere in here. Oh, my God. I can't so let JP y'all come back to my podcast anymore. And we are going to pregame on Word. Keisha's podcast because <laughs> yep. she we wanted to keep it all. Minutes. She only got one life to live. Hey, Julie. Oh, so, so just, but, okay, hold on one sec. Just entering into the building are my brother, James Pulliam III, and my sister-in-law, Jade. Yay. Oh, a 
And they have entered with a big bottle of Belvedere and and orange juice. I guess that makes it a breakfast cocktail. So, JP. Where we at? We were at Michonne telling people. Mike. You have to get closer to the mic, though. Michonne telling people um, things about me that that they necessarily don't know. And he chose to go straight for the jugular and be like, she's all proper and then she's ratchet. I'm like, thanks, Michonne. I appreciate uh, it. Get next to the mic, please, Mr. Pulliam. Okay, what so would you talking- like to add? Closer to the mic, Mr. Pulliam. Um, I would- <laughs> Closer to, to the mic, like Mr. Pulliam. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, Keisha is a great cook. I am. Oh. Yeah, Keisha is a great cook. Uh, Keisha is a great swimmer. Pork chops. And apparently uh, also a great diver off the diving board. Oh, I did do that show. How about them apples? Um, you know what's so funny? So many Keisha people Keisha is like, not a great driver. Oh, what? not at all. Are you serious? Great. I'm dead serious. <laughs> Opposite A. Keisha is the worst driver in the whole family, probably. How am I the worst driver in the whole family? Because you crashed more cars than anybody in the rest what, of the family. What cars have I crashed? You crashed every car that we have. What are you talking about? <laughs> Jawan just crashed with mom's BMW. What do you mean crashed? Yeah, right, but that was the first Words time. are very, very powerful. Wait, you have to talk into the mic. All right. I got to interject real quick. Words are very powerful. Crashed is an overstatement. It was a fender bender. Is, the, is mom's car in the body shop right now? For a black eye. It, it, regardless, that's like <laughs> kind of being pregnant. You're either pregnant or you're not. The car okay, was crashed. that was extreme as well. <laughs> JP, take it back. <laughs> Um, what else about Keisha? Um, she loves animals. Oh, I do. Freaking talking little cats. So her animals live better probably than, you know, 90% of this country. You know, my cat, Chicken, he had to have surgery. Yeah, so this, that's the thing. Chicken, cat cats chicken. don't have surgery. <laughs> 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 go to, uh, cats, cats, cats go to the vet and don't come back when they need surgery. That's so, so not know. nice. But anyway, moving right along. Let's take a break right here as y'all are sipping your cocktails. Again, you are listening to Candidly Keisha on play.it. So stay tuned, and hopefully my brothers won't continue to give away too much, too many secrets. All right. (laughs) Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Candidly Keisha. Welcome back to Candidly Keisha. We are here with my family, my three brothers, um, who are absolutely telling, spilling all the tea, as they say. Um, I'm kind of rethinking having them in here and this big bottle of of vodka sitting next to me. But um, let's just go for it. Um, So I'm clearly just going to continue to have crazy stories told about me. So you guys just take the helm. Well, this is JP, Keisha's oldest Oh, and I didn't introduce you. This is my brother JP. We're about five years apart, five years younger. He's also, he's a graduate of Morehouse. I kind of said where everyone else went to college. And um, he's been my partner in crime since birth, pretty much. Um, although we're five years apart, my parents would make me take him mm-hmm. everywhere that I went. From the time, like, when I was 16 and he was 11. And no matter where I went, they made me take him because he was, like, the checks and balances. But what, he did, what my parents didn't know is that I got him on the payroll <laughs> real quick. So we were in cahoots, and he had the story rehearsed by the time we got home. Right or wrong, James. No doubt Pete. about it. <laughs> I, think I was hanging out at uh, at Howard University when I was seven. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. No, but for real, for real, he no, was at Howard's homecoming. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think that sounds about right with me and Morehouse's homecoming. Yeah. I've been going there since I was like ten. 
Absolutely. Yeah. That's one thing about us. We all we all work hard together, but we all play very hard. Oh, that's Kick a it. fact. Hundred percent. Yeah. So the first time I got drunk was probably with my sister. <laughs> the first time I got drunk with was with my sister. <laughs> I uh, agree with that. You know, We're three for three. <laughs> Might as well. Well, at least Put I have a, the you first know, a time Jet Lee is going to get drunk is going to be with her uncle, her, 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 aunt. her auntie, <laughs> ah, and her uncles and daddy probably and mommy. Oh man, talk about that! First time I got drunk with dad was in Jamaica. Oh, I slept oh outside. my goodness! I slept outside. So my thirty fifth birthday. I decided that I just wanted to have a really, one of my favorite places to go is Jamaica. We've been vacationing there since we were child children to this one particular resort. So I'm not going to tell y'all because I'm going to keep it at my happy place. So for my 35th, I had invited a bunch of my friends and um, my family. Terrible idea. We all went to Jamaica. Awesome um, idea. I literally, in everybody's room who came to the party, they had a, a, a gift box that had, you know, different liquor and shot glasses and snacks and condoms and you name it, it had it in this little box. And then, um, in addition to that, I had a full-size bottle of Appleton rum in everybody and a rum cake in everyone's room when they got there. It was two bottles. Two bottles. A well, small one and a big one. I yes. know. Yes. Because you drank both no, of them. No, I didn't. So, um, we had, I had all types of different events during the four days that we were there. And this one, Jawan, my youngest brother, got off the plane with two drinks. So, my dad comes around the corner. It's the funniest story. And he looks at him. He is... Absolutely, he's he is a little he's drunk. He's chocolate wasted. So he's sitting there with no shirt on and two drinks in his hand. My dad comes around the corner and says, "So you got two drinks and, and no, no shirt." shirt. <laughs> and that was the theme pause, of the pause. entire trip. It is what that was in twenty fourteen. That was April twenty fourteen. I still hear about it, and it's June of twenty fifteen. Because you still have two drinks and no shirt at all time. What do you want us to? And the best part about this whole story is I was secretly documenting it the whole time and nobody knows that I put this footage together and it's just chilling on my computer, right? So I have about a 40-minute long documentary of Keisha's 35th birthday. birthday. And he slept outside. He slept this outside. is a year later, and I think maybe Face one down. or two people have seen right. it, and I don't think anybody but me has seen it since it's been finished. And I well, how are you holding out? We got to because see this tape. when this tape comes back up in five years, when everybody forgot Classified. about it, it's gonna be epic. <laughs> If this tape gets out, nobody's going to have a job. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Like, for real. Nobody's going to have a job. And by nobody, he means Him himself. The only corporate America I'm gentleman good. in here. Good. No. I'm good. Oh, boy. So moving on, moving on, moving on. <laughs> So besides Juwan face down in the goose down with ants crawling across, marching across his back because he was so drunk he didn't recognize it. What can we talk about that does not include liquor? Can we? I mean, yeah, we can talk. Can we not seem like completely alcoholic? Yeah, so let's talk about how you know. I go um, outside and our parents live on the south side of Atlanta, which is probably like forty minutes um, outside, thirty-five minutes outside the city of Atlanta, and. uh, Every day when I come home, my older brother lives in Buckhead, <laughs> in the middle of everything where anybody would want to live. Every day when I get back out to Fayetteville, JP has left downtown and is sitting on mom's couch, sitting on the couch with his computer, with his computer, <laughs> with Jet, <laughs> making 
a garden, which <laughs> now we have so much produce. We're about to put Whole Foods out of business. <laughs> we Shooting guns. And we have chickens. My chickens. We have chickens and everything else. And I don't understand why this guy wants to live downtown, but every single day he just hangs out in Fayetteville for no reason. Post it up. Well, here's the thing. I don't want to live downtown. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's clear. <laughs> so, you know, I've been living downtown for 15 years now. And it was ne- it was never really my thing. It was just by circumstance, basically. We could do a house swap. And I mean, I guess we could do a house swap, but Next except episode. for your house is still in a subdivision, and I'm anti neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> tell us, tell us how you really feel, JP. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I live. I bought a Let condo about JP's eight years ago, and uh, you know, I lived the life downtown. I was always out nightclubs, uh, partying. I work in the music industry, so. It got to the point where it was just, I just didn't want to deal with it anymore. <clears throat> and uh, I, I grew up a certain way. So after the Cosby show was over, we moved to Virginia. Literally the exact 180 degree opposite of growing up in New Jersey. Our parents are basically hood rats from New Jersey. Really? Do you know you just <laughs> called basically. your parents hood rats? Yeah, I love, I love them radio. both. I love them both, but our dad is probably one of the most ignorant oh, people I've ever hood. met. Oh, he is hood. I love him to death. All right, but you know what? What I love about it is it creates the balance that we all oh, have. You're, you're right. Real, so real. No, real. for real. It creates the balance. Our dad is from Baxter Terrace in Newark, New Jersey. He's from the projects. He's from the projects. I got a story for this. Hold and, on, pause. Hold on. I'm in the middle of something. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. It's okay. God damn. So, <laughs> so we grew up first, you know, first eight to Freaking ten years idiot. of our life, we lived in New Jersey. And... At first, our Virginia house was our vacation house. So whenever yeah. Keisha was on break from the Cosby Show or whenever we were out of school, we would spend holidays there, and it was great. And it started off just as a hobby. <clears throat> and then it got to the point where, you know, Cosby Show ended, uh, and we moved full-time from New Jersey uh, to, to Virginia. Virginia, which is probably the exact opposite. Most people move from the country to the city. We moved from the middle of the city to the country. And so that's where, so that's kind of where, you know, we spent 10 years of our life. And it was so at the end of the day, my brother is an urban country boy. Okay. They, they joke and call us black Black necks. rednecks. Black necks. Pound sign, black rednecks. Yes, that is my brother's. So I've been shooting I'm guns. I'm excluding myself from that whole I've been whole shooting guns since I was about sometimes. eight. <laughs> and my brothers have been shooting guns since they were probably about four. Or Jawan was born in Virginia, so probably since he was the day he was born. We've been driving heavy equipment. It was just it was just a very fun, okay. you know, carefree lifestyle that I grew attached to over time. So I moved to Virginia. I moved to Georgia. <laughs> we moved to Georgia. Juwan, stop. stop. You're talking too much. Okay, listen, you are listening to Candidly Keisha. I'm gonna reel this back in real quick and we will make be a long right- story short. <laughs> no one cares what you have to say, Keisha. This is our show now. Okay, yeah. listen. This is the takeover. <laughs> Should have okay. invited us. But listen, this is Candidly Keisha. We'll be right back with my crazy ass brothers. Come back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Candidly Keisha. Okay, welcome back to Candidly Keisha. As you know, it's a little out of control in the studio today. I have my three brothers, JP, Michonne, and Jawan, as well as my sister-in-law, Jade Lee, sitting over here. And um, it just got real. So, JP, would you like to finish your soliloquy on country living? Okay, so make a long story short, we moved uh, to Georgia. And I enjoy being outside. 
And, you know, my wife doesn't necessarily enjoy grass and trees. She's more of a, you know, a concrete and bricks type of person. She grew up in, <laughs> what? She grew up in Toronto. She's from the city. I married a city slicker. It's Jade, fine. Jade, would you like to interject in this? Can you, would you like to at but least defend she, yourself? No? You sure? You don't want to go on the record? Okay. <laughs> well, what she doesn't know oh, is that boy. there are plans in her future. Oh, boy. Surprise! And we'll just leave it at that. Of living on 300 acres and a 200 lake. miles from everything. Oh, and boy. And guns and so I think the moral of the story so is... So the moral all of the story is I may have a roommate named Jet Lee <laughs> Pulliam. Jade. I mean, and Jet and Jade Lee Pulliam. So, yeah. But anyway. <clears throat> Anything else you'd like to add to this conversation, Jade? No, let's talk about some stuff with substance. Okay, let's talk about some stuff with substance. What would you like to talk about with substance? I'm listening. Do we have enough time? Yes, we have time. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the Confederate flag over the South Carolina State Building. You know, I think, do you know that they took it down? Oh, when did they yeah. do that? Yeah. They took it down. How convenient. They took it down 200 years after it was supposed to be taken down. But do you know what? I do appreciate the fact that the conversation is finally being had. And I saw something, I was um, reading about it just last night online, and I thought it was really interesting. Someone had posted a side-by-side of the Nazi flag <clears throat> and the Confederate flag and said heritage. You know, both can be made the argument that it's heritage. But ultimately, you know, what is it really standing for? And if no one can, if, if, the, if the Nazi flag is obsolete and is it's seen as a sign of hate, then how is the Confederate flag different? Well, I mean, I would say to anybody who says that a flag that represents genocide as heritage, they need to kind of rethink what their heritage is. I agree. Yeah. <clears throat> we fight genocide all across the world every day on a daily basis in 2015. You know, we have women getting kidnapped in, in Africa. You know, we have yeah. just, there's a lot of things going on. And if there were genocide on that level today, it would be another war. Mm-hmm. So for the fact that the Confederate flag represents the murder and the rape and the pillage of an entire culture, an entire race of people, and yes, it, it represents, you know, an economy, it represents a location, a geographic location, a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But for millions of people, it represents nothing more than the destruction of their family and the killing of their loved ones. So if that is your legacy and if that is your heritage, then you probably need to rethink your history so, and what side of it you're on. So my question is, from this point forward, <clears throat> how do you feel, you know, it should be handled? I mean, that's a tricky question. <clears throat> Just looking from, forgetting about slavery, looking at the fact that the Civil War was a war between um, the United States government and basically a terrorist organization and an insurgency, which was the Confederacy. They wanted to separate themselves from the Union and start their own country, essentially. The fact that they take away all the genocide, take away slavery, the fact that they fought a war against the United States and lost should be fact enough for their flag to be banned from the United States, period, because they killed American citizens. There's no other country that can kill American citizens and then have their flag waved in the country. Yeah, It's just not going to, on a state building, it's not going to happen. So I guess my question is, you know, I feel that this issue is really polarized. You know, there are people who feel very very adamantly, you know, against the protection of their quote-unquote heritage. And then there are other people who recognize the pain, you know, that this continues to represent and continues to remind people of, you know, uh, 
the legacy of, you know, death and, and racism and what have you. Um, so I guess the question is how, I mean, I don't know that these two sides will ever see eye to eye, but you know what? I did see some, read something else very interesting where I'm trying, I have to find it, but basically, um, the, the children of some senators who are on the side of segregation, who are on the side of, um, of racism and it's specifically in the South, their children now are fighting on the opposite side. And I feel like that kind of also shows, you know, a lot where our country is beginning to grow also. Yeah, I mean, our country has grown a lot because literally 49.5% of this country is stuck in the past and the rest of the country is moving forward. You know, during the Civil War, there were sides of families that fought on both sides that were basically fighting each other. And I think a lot of the the reason that we've had progress uh, recently and Barack Obama's probably the most evident evidence of that progress, the fact that we can have a black president, a black male president, um, shows that there's a disconnect between uh, the old guard and their and their the values weren't passed on correctly, and a lot of it has to do with the flow of information. Right. When you have access to information outside of what your parents or your family are telling you, then you can form your own decision. I think that's kind of what's, what's yeah. Happening. And, and just to say, um, I just found it where it was a Georgetown law professor who um, who who captured the the absurd. Basically, the title of the article was a Georgetown professor just perfectly captured the absurdity of Confederate pride in the Business Insider. And it's where he showed the two flags side by side. Um, And I thought that that was just really interesting because I feel like a lot of times people gloss over the the hurt that is attributed to it um, in the, with the defense of heritage. But yes, Juwan? The one thing I'll say to that is it's kind of easy to do that when you have no emotional kind of attachment to it. Mm-hmm. If my ancestors weren't killed and weren't put through what they were put through, I wouldn't have an emotional connection to it. Yeah. So if it's a case of, oh, it wasn't that serious, for somebody who really wasn't a part of it or really didn't see it as bad as it was, then I can see how you could easily gloss over it. Right. So that's the only thing I really so have to say about So one thing that. I can say is I'm just happy that people are understanding or beginning to empathize and recognize that whether they, you know, have in their heritage understand directly the magnitude and have felt the impact of something that is so synonymous with hate that people are beginning to, you know, recognize that even if it didn't happen to me, that, you know, it's still happened and it still makes it not okay and that's you know that's one of the things that definitely dr martin luther king stood for that you know injustice at anywhere is how does the quote go injustice every anywhere is um a threat threat to justice justice everywhere everywhere. and i'm glad that people are beginning to you know recognize that and really understand and embrace it well i don't know if i want to let you know the people who believe in the values of the Confederacy off the hook that easy of, oh, they know everything else about the Confederacy, but they overlook and gloss over, you know, one of the most glaring points. Mm-hmm. I think it's a time that there, I think that it's time that, uh, that people take responsibility uh, for the decisions that were made right. in the past and the effect that they've had on an entire culture of people a hundred years later. So I can't, 
necessarily yeah. I can't necessarily just let anybody who believes in the heritage, quote unquote, of the Confederacy off the hook by saying that they're, you know, ignorant to the fact of of the all the issues that it has in the hurt that it has caused other people. Yeah. I don't I don't necessarily and if they are ignorant to it, you know, ignorance is not an excuse right. to me. Do you know what I must say? This is a random sidebar. What I love most about what I love most about my family is this is so indicative of how it goes. We can go from having cocktails and talking crazy to talking to talk about gardening and dirt bikes and to go to, you know, talking about, you know, the black history and the serious, serious (laughs) issues. This is so us on so many different levels. And one of the many, many reasons that I absolutely Love and adore you guys. Yeah. Well, you were listening to Candidly Keisha, and we're going to take a real quick break, but we're going to be right back so we can hear kind of the final thoughts from the Pulliam men. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Candidly Keisha. Welcome back to Candidly Keisha. You have joined in on some very diverse and interesting conversation with me and my three brothers. Um, I guess this is kind of like Pulliam style happy hour um, that you have been invited into. So, you know, we're just going to move it on along. So is there anything else you all would like to share or say or? Yeah, I would just say kind of like where Keisha left off before is. You know, I think the thing that I appreciate about our family is the fact that we all have fun, we all kick it, but at the same time, we all are professionals in a different realm. And uh, whenever we get together, there's always definitely fun and stuff, but you can also get business taken care of. And uh, Yeah. You know what I love most about you guys, and one of the many things is that we all work together and we all support one another. And even though Mashan is, you know, the corporate, I am an engineer, he's so incredibly creative and talented. And we all work in kind of different supporting facets. You know, the youngest Pulliam, um, young Jawani over here is the aspiring rapper. And um, I like artists better. Oh, I'm sorry. He's an artist. Excuse moi. Thanks. And then Mashan is an amazing um, photographer, editor, videographer. And you don't like that word? Go ahead. Oh, okay. I, I mean, you, the peanut gallery over you here said is just having all funny. kind of comedy. Videographer. Say it again. Videographer. Okay. Anyway, then, <laughs> then JP, um, <clears throat> sorry, James, he's James now because he's over 30, um, is definitely more on the business end of things with, you know, between music, managing my career, um, and then me. I don't know. How would y'all describe, I guess, actor? I do a lot of things, though. Keisha's description. I don't know how to. Keisha's description. Handful. I'm a handful? Yeah. Okay. I don't know how else to describe it. I have to ponder Uh-oh. that thought. You have to ponder that thought. Yes. But no, you know, what I love is we can all come together, support one another. And, you know, really it's about us building a family empire that our children and our children's children will be able to benefit from and, um, and you know, pull from. Yeah, and that's what my friends really say. You know, I think the era now is family isn't as close as we are. And yeah. a lot of my friends kind of come. And the first thing that a lot of folks say is, man, y'all are really close. Y'all are really hanging out together. Y'all are really friends. Y'all Facts. really get stuff done. Yeah. And I think 
we're kind of just old school. A lot of my friends kind of joke around and say, y'all are like really the Cosby's in real life. But like the more I realize it, you know, a lot of my friends don't have the same situation yeah. that I do where. Or the food. Or the food. Or the food. <laughs> Clearly somebody's hungry. Yeah, but but it's the truth, though. Like, we really do. And I didn't realize it because we are kind of like, we're, you know, the whole thing. Like, you people are like, we're thick as thieves. Is that on the New Jersey house? I'm just like, we're thick as thieves and blah, 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 blah. But we really, really, you haven't heard that saying before, Majuan? You look a little confused. Just a wee bit. <laughs> I think she might have made that up. No, it's a real saying. Like, for real, for real. Oh, okay, never mind. Saying, yeah. <laughs> but no, we, we definitely are. And um, we're kind of like a fraternity. I never realized it that, you know, until it was brought to my attention that other people were like, you know you guys are kind of a real fraternity and almost intimidating because you're so close and it's so abnormal to most people that it's a little baffling. Oh, yeah. If you don't have thick skin, well, I mean, it, you have to get to a certain level with us, but I really... I we got jokes applaud, for days. Oh, I applaud my siblings because there's literally nobody that could join me that will ever make me mad because they can't say anything worse than my siblings, ever. I think the biggest thing of us is we try to bring out the best in each other. So even though we'll join and stuff, I think there's always a learning lesson to what we're trying to get across. Look at Michelle you know, being positive. Juwan may come in it, here looking Michonne. like a jackass with two different socks <laughs> on. This, yo, if you can see what this dude has on right now, he has on a camo yellow right, hat. Listen, guess he has what? a I work like a at IT. With eyes. <laughs> Juwan looks like he works at IT. No hair. Let me finish. No dog. lip. <laughs> All right, so these folks are trying to jump because I cut right my now, mustache off. He got loafers on with no socks. <laughs> Pants stop at his knees. <laughs> oh, and it begins, and it begins. I'm going to just let that ride. I'm gonna Look, JP's looking at me. JP's like, oh, I'm going to get his ass. <laughs> oh, Juwan. Jawan, are you the same guy who did wear those dirty ass Timberlands with socks and your in oh, your wallet tucked no. into Gosh. it yesterday in public with basketball shorts? This is the shorts. first day of 2015. Jawan's had a haircut, <laughs> and guess what? Take that hat off because I shaped them up real nice. <laughs> and and Michonne Mich- gave it to him. <laughs> oh God! We make oh. rules here. If you're gonna ride in my car, hey, James Pulliam taught me. My dad taught me. If you're gonna ride in my car, you're gonna go by my rules. So Juwan had to cut all that bullshit off his face before he rode with me. Oh, Juwan has on has on his church shirt. <laughs> Look like he worked with straight at Geek Squad, Best Buy. Oh. With his hunting hat on. Guess what? Michonne got his clothes out of Baby Gap. You're a grown man. Get out of here. Michonne, did you point your toes to put your pants on? I think so. Relax. Michonne, are those your girlfriend's jeans? Ah, 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 ah. Okay, 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 okay. I have one more actually story. Okay, what's your story? As he has taken over my mic right now. I'm sorry because they're making fun of me. So the last story that I'm going to end with, and I'm not saying anything else, is the last thing Michonne said was, you know, the James Pulling philosophy. The one story I have about my dad, and I'll never forget it, we were on a trip. We had a cooler full of everything. We had the whole deadly section of Publix in the car. We're driving to Florida. He missed Okay, Keep in mind, we have all the food, right? He stops at every single McDonald's every Absolutely. 10 miles, right? Or, or Bojangles Chicken. Yes. So we pass one like by the exit by probably like a quarter of a mile. We can't, we can't see in the back window because we got stuff to the top. And this man backs up on a 70-mile-per-hour highway. And everybody in the car goes crazy. Ah, da, 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 da. I got this. I got this. Everybody shut up. <laughs> we go to the dang McDonald's. 
He orders a hamburger with no cheese. They give him, <laughs> look, they give him cheese. I know this story. We drive another two miles. He says, I don't want no cheese. He scrapes the cheese off. He, he eats the, the hamburger. hamburger. And then we drive two miles back. He takes it back and gets another hamburger. I'm but done. wait, time out. He, 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 he actually put the cheese in the wrapper and took the cheese back to them and said, I ordered a hamburger. But mind you, he ate the whole hamburger. This is like quintessential James Pulliam. We love him dearly, but what I got to say about dad is he made a, he helped make all of us who we are today. Yeah, dad's You know, man. at the end yep. of the day. He's a real MVP. He, he is hilarious. I remember, do you remember the time? Because my dad was epic for road trips, hence why I hate driving to this day. You know, it, we'd be packed in the car. He, would, he even got the little thing that you strap on the top. Of the car and put the luggage in it. He I will never. The top of the car because they smell so. <laughs> I will never forget the time that I don't know what happened, but he did not pack that roof little uh, shebang too tight, <laughs> and all of our stuff went flying across eighty five. And then he actually pulled over to try to grab it. So yeah, that's James Pulliam for you. So the moral of the story is, <laughs> you know, we got real off topic again. We're supposed to be reeling it back in to kind of make these final conclusions. So does anybody have any final conclusions before we just go off topic again, Jawan? Uh, I mean, I would like to say that there aren't too many families that I see specifically in the media. I mean, they do exist, but they don't get a really a light shot shown on them, if that's a word. Um, that really, you know, support each other, are, are a complete family unit. The father is there, whether you want him to be or not. Uh, <laughs> James, James. The mother is, <laughs> the mother is there twenty four seven. Yeah, we haven't talked about and mommy. The, and the siblings uh, get along. Food. I think that within our community specifically, there's a you know just a lack in the balance of imagery, and I'm just glad that Keisha has the platform uh, on this podcast to kind of show that there is diversity amongst black people in general, amongst black women, and also amongst our family units. Yeah. And I'm thankful, uh, you know, that she grew up to be the intelligent, articulate, uh, well-grounded, and morally grounded individual that she is. Aw, you love me. Clap it up on that, yeah. (laughs) Dang, we just went from turning up again to all sappy. Because because there are a lot of people in her situation uh, when I say her situation, you know, money and fame at a young or old age, and they weren't able to hold it together. So I think there's something to be said for that. Uh, and, you know, I look forward to listening to some more podcasts. Yeah. You know, at Candidly Keisha, you're never quite sure what you're going to get. But what I can always guarantee you that it will be authentically exactly who I am. And, you know, I just hope that you're enjoying tuning in, learning a little bit more about me, my family, and, you know, life behind the, behind the scenes. It's not all glitz and glamour. I find that, you know, we live in the age where everyone wants to be a rapper and everyone wants to, you know, go out and, you know, do the shiny things. But at the end of the day, family is really what's important. Um, you know, coming together and the people who really, truly love and support you. So, again, thank you so much, Juwan, Michonne, and JP for coming. I'm going to call y'all in again because this was kind of fun. You know, you just got the lightweight version of them. Like, this was their first time doing. So if you can imagine what they are for real, for real, this was absolutely, like, the calm version. But thank you again for um, tuning in to Candidly Keisha. And we'll have a great show for you next time. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.